Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the Smackdown preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Hamplett from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Smackdown on Fox. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review Raw and Smackdown, but also NXT, AEW, Dynamite, pay per views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course on WrestleCulture. As I said, they're joined by Michael Hamlet to look ahead to SmackDown tonight. And interesting developments at the top of the card with, well, last week, Roman Reigns effectively just sort of negging Cesaro, didn't he? He did. Um, I It's great to be able to sit and preview this episode with you. It's the SmackDown after WrestleMania fallout. <laughs> because we have to lead with, um, you know, Roman Reigns, Cesaro, the negging, the possibilities, the ideas that we may be setting our minds last week because nothing has actually been officially promoted by WWE as it were left with our own headcanon of how we thought the ending of SmackDown was to play out this week because they haven't given us any indications or any tells of stuff to come. Like, I'll tell you what I don't like about this and yet how even that comes with something I do. I'm not so keen on a rematch with Seth Rollins um, as a potential vehicle to give Seth Rollins a win back. I know that the WrestleMania match is the match that's going to be remembered. I know that the original UFO spot, I don't know if you're aware of this, Wilborn, watching last week's SmackDown, but he did the UFO at WrestleMania. I don't know if I didn't mention it much. No, um, it was easily missed. But yeah, so he did the UFO at WrestleMania, you know, and uh, that was the, you know, dare I say it because it's their parlance and I'm never keen to just fall back on it. Our WrestleMania moment, TM. Mm. Like they got one out of Cesaro's win over Seth. I am nervous that having done that, they want to pull back a little bit and give Seth like a TV win to 50-50 the feud. What I am interested in is, and like WWE have to be like very, very slightly rewarded for showing patience with this, the potential coming together for a tag team match of Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins as heels Mm. for the first time ever. That was what, that was kind of like my quiet takeaway from the end of SmackDown last week. It's like, yes, there was no sort of on-screen acknowledgement of, there was no plan in place. You know, Seth was just angry and wanted to get his revenge. And Roman Reigns is kind of a little bit infuriated at the disrespect that somebody that he believes to be some, like it always reminds me of Chris Jericho, uh, the rock calling Chris Jericho a little jabroni. Like the Roman Reigns, have, who the hell is this fly that I haven't yet swatted in Cesaro? <laughs> like there's that kind of energy to them. But I feel like at some point we're going to have a kind of, you know, the... I wouldn't call it even an alliance at this point. They're so far apart as characters, but just the tag match, just the the visual of them together again, I think is something to promote, which leads me to believe that it won't happen tonight. 
Mm. Because if they're going to put them together for like a tag main event, let's say Seth and Roman versus Nakamura and Cesaro, that feels about right, doesn't it? Yeah. Like if you're gonna, if you're going to do that, you promote it. I think people would tune in to watch. Uh, in an ideal world, what I hope I don't I don't think this will. What I hope happens with what is it like three weeks until WrestleMania Backlash or whatever it is, I'd have Roman Reigns go. You want to fight for the world title? We got to be a world champion to fight for the world title. So they'll have a match on SmackDown, promoted maybe next week or whatever. Cesaro, Seth Rollins, winner faces Roman Reigns at WrestleMania Backlash. Cesaro obviously wins that. Like you say, I don't think there's no need. I don't look at Seth Rollins and go, he's crap now. Like, yeah. I, I not, they don't need to 50 50 it like that. And then on, I'd have on the go home for WrestleMania Backlash that tag match because I think it's a brilliant selling point. And have Cesaro maybe even pin Roman Reigns on that. And then I wouldn't even mind if you had some sort of shenanigans where Cesaro's got the match won, Roman Reigns retains, and then you roll it over to Money in the Bank. Like, it seems really easy and straightforward. I'm not sat here going, maybe Cesaro's going to be world champion by the end of June or whatever. Mm. No. But I just, just don't remind me that this is run by Vince and we all know how that plays out, basically. <laughs> it's not it's not that difficult. But yeah, I do like the idea of a potential uh, reaffiliation between Reigns and Rollins as a bunch of bastards, basically. Yeah, I, I just think it's um, it's something like I say, it's it's a sales pitch for an episode of SmackDown. It's a sales pitch for a main event. The visual of it will be quite nice. Um, and the Roman Cesaro program, I think we on the preview last week suggested that they could get further than WrestleMania backlash with this, but I, I don't mind that they're going there. Honestly, I don't. I think um, I think it gives uh, Edge a welcome break from television. Which is nice. I think you know he's he's not going to want to be out of the conversation very long, so I expect Edge to return maybe after WrestleMania Backlash. And I do. You're right. Yeah, you know, I expect Roman to beat Cesaro at WrestleMania Backlash. But the point is, like the perception of Cesaro coming out with this whole thing, he's going to hopefully get like last week. He was kind of given the edge over Roman because he wasn't afraid of him. He didn't mm. buy into Roman's narrative, and that's really all that you need to do. As a babyface to counter this amazing heel character, all you need to say is, well, I don't fear you, and I don't terribly respect you anymore. And that goes such a long way, because Roman's done such an amazing job of becoming this terrifying emperor that you kind of, you jolted out of your, sheet, out of your seat when any much, anybody so much as, like, speaks ill of him. Yeah. That's that's what they've managed to establish in Roman as a heel. Um, and Cesaro did it, and he, he braved him with relative ease. And I love that. I really, really love that. And I, I think there's... I think there's huge potential. The match is going to be brilliant of this, we know. But I think there's huge potential in this angle. Um, as long as they just they don't try too hard to keep to keep Roman dominant within it. You mm. can have Cesaro get a couple of like maybe when you said maybe he pins Roman, I was like, would they really do that? But then they can give him as they can give him quite a few edges over Roman verbally, and perhaps perhaps he swings him. You know how Roman said you're not going to be able to uh, swing me or UFO me, like maybe he swings him on television and the tease is that, well, I've done half the job, like I'll do the rest on Sunday and I'll take a title in the process. Mm. Maybe like it's, there's a lot of ways they can give Cesaro an edge over Roman to sell that match. WWE obviously doesn't like this time of year, you know, thinks it's just time to take their foot off the gas, uh, but I think it lands perfectly. I love the fact we have this WrestleMania, then the, I, mean, I don't particularly obviously like the new name for Backlash, but then the sort of fallout from that where you can deal with some more of the storylines that have come off the back of it. 
and then money in the bank which kind of feels like a bit of a reset and yeah i like speaking of like edge and brian who have no word on them yet but inevitably after this podcast gets released it's probably going to be announced their main event in <laughs> like if they wanted to you could have edge versus daniel bryan at backlash doesn't really matter who wins and then both of them go into the money in the bank ladder match because i mean yeah you can therefore still continue the feud and blah 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 and you can have cesaro lose to to roman reigns through shenanigans at wrestlemania backlash him say you kind of screwed me out of that roman say i'll never give you another rematch and then we get to what we all want to see just paul Heyman getting cesaro swing <laughs> i don't know i i, I feel like we're we're cursed. We, me and myself, myself and Michael Hamlet yesterday recorded a, a podcast all about the future of Daniel Bryan in WWE, which obviously come out tomorrow, which means inevitably he's going to announce he's challenging or even just win the world title tonight, won't he? <laughs> yeah, he'll, um, he'll do exactly what he did against AJ Styles and turn heel. Um, <laughs> he'll, he'll win the title off Roman Reigns and sign a brand new, like Big Show Mark Henry type contract on Roman Reigns' back. <laughs> now, one thing uh, we haven't had a chance to mention in recent weeks, but they have been sort of sprinkling throughout SmackDown for, for a while now, are these issues at the top of SmackDown. And by that, I mean Postman Pierce and Sonya Deville, who sort of either, depending on how you see it, undermining Pierce or maybe even seizing a bit of power. I'm intrigued by all this, Hamlet. Yeah, it's not normally the stuff that works for me, this... Um... Well, this procedural admin stuff. Uh, however, I th- I'm with you. Um, I think it's probably because of a bias towards Sonya Deville, to be honest. Mm. Um, I They've been relatively delicate with this for WWE. It's there for you to see, but they're not smashing you overhead with it. Mm. They're not intense. They're not intense segments and like squabbling. And that may all come ultimately. And that's why that's why I kind of approach these things with caution, because they tend to, tends to end in that sort of thing. Um, I don't know if the ton of prime... Um, Sonya Deville for a lone um, GM spot, and they're split across two brands because they can't coexist. Blah blah blah. It's all, it's all a very like not that Trojan horse way to sneak back to having authority figures across both nights again. Long term um, booking head of Survivor Series. Hello, <laughs> Sonya Deville's wearing a red suit. Um, but it's but I, what I do like about it is that the it's not just an, a battle of wills between two authority figures or the kind of Deville undermining Pierce thing. It's the implication that maybe Sonia Deville is in the pocket of Roman Reigns. Mm. It's the, we've talked before about, there's a, they've been really quite clever about how they've every now and then shown Roman Reigns to be a coward or be weak, but then him come pretty good in the big fight. He can look for all intents and purposes, like, he's bottling having these matches on television or he's needing to throw chairs at Daniel Bryan or only wrestle when wrestlers have already had an elimination chamber, all that sort of stuff. Um, And yet he kind of retains his momentum as this monster when it comes to the match itself. Having an authority figure on your side to be speaking up in your corner is the sort of thing that perhaps Paul Heyman has done the groundwork for, or indeed Roman Reigns himself has. Sonia Deville randomly arrives back on the scene before the Royal Rumble, and nobody knows why. Was that all along an idea of Roman Reigns and Paul mm-hmm. Heyman? It, it's like they we've seen that they like using Reigns as a man of influence. So um, Apollo Cruz, in his current form, seems to exist mostly because he spoke to Roman Reigns and he walked away 
thinking, right, I need to, I need to do what he's done. I need to start again and I need to assert my authority on things. Like he used to say that one of the reasons Roman's been able to do all of this is because he's had somebody on the inside all along. That element of I, I enjoy less so when they're fighting over, well, I'm going to make it an ODQ match. Yeah, well, uh, I'm going to put their contract on a pole <laughs> and just petty middle management bollocks, badly scripted until the point where they're both so undermined that it they have to advertise the return of Vince McMahon to find out which one of them's going to be fired. Oh. Like I don't I don't want any of that, no. but I like it in the context of the Roman Reigns character. Yeah, I am nervous now we've mentioned it. We all know WWE listens to these podcasts. Uh, <laughs> they're going to be like, oh, like the UFO last week. Oh, we need to make sure people are fully aware of this, so we should mention it every 15 minutes on the show. And I do like the idea, having said that, of... Roman Reigns having the devil that is Paul Heyman on one shoulder and on the other shoulder, the Deville. So <laughs> very good. All they need like is that. all they need is to move Angel Garza to, to SmackDown, and they've got the bloody set, haven't they? Although, <laughs> speaking of which, before we move on, are we gonna get you know the real star of SmackDown tonight? I'm not talking about me, Yim. I'm talking, of course, about Slapjack. <laughs> of course. I'm gonna like. You know, we, we joke about the use of fallout. The retribution roster split fallout. Tonight's the night the paper plate comes off and so <laughs> do the gloves, Adam Wilborn. Someone's getting slap-jacked tonight. And I, for one, can't wait. Overdue, IMO. He should be, he should be the uh, the subject of the post, the bizarre post-WrestleMania push that you and Sidgwick talked about. <laughs> Slapjack. He's the guy. I know for one thing, you can't bloody be Tucker anymore. So yeah, fair enough. <laughs> a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. 
Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Uh, right, speaking of WrestleMania fallout, New uh, Intercontinental Champion uh, Apollo Crews was there last week with Commander Aziz, which I do, uh, I, I shouldn't, but I do really like as a name. The best name mm. he's had, and as Andy Murray has pointed out on numerous occasions, more names than matches, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we haven't heard from Big E, and that's what I want tonight. Yeah. Um, again, sort of same as the Cesaro-Seth Rollins match. I t- like, I don't really want... We're going to get another go with this, I think. I don't really want it. Um, it's We're going to have one more match. Apollo Crews will win again. Um, but I, I don't particularly need it. Big, I think Big E can like, have some frustrations over what happened to him at WrestleMania. But, you know, he knew the rules of a Nigerian drum strike like we all did. <laughs> like, we all know that can go down. Like, you know, in a Nigerian drum fight, there's going to be unused drums, kendo sticks, and Gone. possible commanders gongs and past possible commanders running in like we've all we've all seen nigerian drum fights before um yeah no biggie's got a right obviously to feel um wronged by the situation here's a one for you because i just don't feel the singles match is interesting and i'm missing particular wrestlers how about for wrestlemania backlash as both are a backlash to what happened at wrestlemania mm-hmm. we do a six man between the New Day versus AJ Styles, Omos, and Commander Aziz, because Apollo <laughs> Crews says, no thanks, I don't need any part of this. So you've got AJ Styles and these two one-move monsters against the New Day as backlashes to WrestleMania matches. Yeah. It's more interesting, than, more interesting than the singles rematch, isn't it? And you, can like, it's more interesting than... you can put all the titles on the line as well. <laughs> yeah. Put all the titles yeah. on the line and then have them retain because they've got bloody... Imagine a double massive between Big Jordan, Commander Aziz. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my days. You know what that would need just to really like tie the whole package together? Is Shane McMahon on commentary going, sick, that's sick, man, that's sick. <laughs> I told you guys, I told you it was going to be sick. <laughs> um, well, uh, I have complete faith. I'm incredibly biased because he's a close personal friend of mine, of course. But I have complete <laughs> faith in Big E. Uh, I love the way he can switch up from being fun. He just loves to have fun, Big E, to I am going to murder you. And he mm. didn't do that on time and time again on SmackDown recently. Yeah. Have him acknowledge. Ah, yeah. Okay. You you worked, worked me in, uh, in WrestleMania, but I'm going to win it back. Have him unfortunately lose again at WrestleMania Backlash before you go on Twitter, all caps blazing. You're burying Big E. No, I'm not. Cause he's getting the money in the bank briefcase, baby. Yeah, uh, that's the thing, isn't it? He feels at the moment. We said this before WrestleMania, like it was time for the for Cruz to win that belt in the sort of confines of that feud. But it was it always looked like a loss upwards 
mm. on the outside. Like it always looked as if because of the time of year, this was the time for Big E to lose the Intercontinental title in order to try and elevate Apollo Crews whilst awaiting elevation himself. He, to me, and this could just be mental gymnastics, a bit like that time that everybody thought Nakamura was going to win the Rumble. He feels to me like the firm favourite for Money in the Bank. I look at both rosters um, and I think I include like any NXT special guests in this. I'll, I'll look across the WWE rosters on television and I can't see anybody better suited to her, not just winning the briefcase on the night, but holding it over the following months. Um, it takes, you know what they do with these like winners? They often like just book them into oblivion mm. because they like the briefcase is a bit like like a wrestler walking around telling everybody he's just kept the receipt for the last loss. Well, like, yeah, but I can have that back at any given moment, can't I? Because I've got this briefcase. Aye, but we could have done with you not losing 26 matches before you cash in yeah. the title. But they do it anyway. Um, Big E's probably one of the better on this roster being able to absorb that booking as well, which I, I really don't think you can understate. It just it happens to wrestlers when they win that case. Mm. Um, he's somebody that could absorb plenty of losses, put more people over, and then still be just bought into hugely when the when the teases start coming for actually cashing in to win the title. Yeah, note to self, I keep saying this and I always forget to do it. Myself and Michael Hamlet next week will record a podcast predicting who we think are going to win the Money in the Bank briefcases because, like I say, the field is so wide open uh, this year for both men's uh, and women's. And I'm really excited to see what they do with that. And I can see them doing some slightly problematic stuff as well, being like, oh, yeah, Nigeria, et cetera, et cetera. You're going to be banished from the Intercontinental Championship. See, mm. that's how they do the rematch. And again, shenanigans, Commander Aziz, et cetera. And that's how Apollo Crews retains. And you don't go, well, why wouldn't Big E have another match? Because he keeps getting screwed out of it. I, I've only really just thought now, like Money in the Bank last year was obviously themed around the circumstances of real life, wasn't it? It was, uh, they did it in Titan Towers because there was no crowd for the ladder match. They encouraged people to climb the corporate ladder after they just furloughed about 140 staff or whatever it was and sat the rest of them. This year, rather than a briefcase, do you think the contract might be in a bin bag? <laughs> I just I'm astonished by the revelation today that Mark Carano was the trash bag monster from uh from... <laughs> well, finally we got our payoff. There's us complaining in podcasts and on lists. Didn't even find out who the monster was. It was turns out it was just the head of talent relations. Yeah. Turns out the real mark was you fans. So there you go. <laughs> uh, right. As a fan of alliteration, very excited to move on to this next point. Is it Bailey or Banks next for Bel Air, Michael Hamflet? I love the prospect of all of this. And also, yeah, in very quickly, just a quick mention, what a lovely moment that was last week with the Street Profits and Bianca Bel Air. We don't get many of them in WWE. Yeah, it was class, wasn't it, until they... Uh... Like had them lose six minutes later. <laughs> so, dogs, baby. Our new favorite dogs. <laughs> so sweet, and then they got dirty dog. As Vince Uso would say, "Dirty dog it." Um, <laughs> listen, listen to our review. Understand that reference. Uh, you ask me, Bailey or Banks? Can I invoke the Becky Lynch meme? Why not both? Yeah. Uh, I loved the use of Bailey last week. I was certain they were going to go to the rematch for Backlash. Certain. I thought like. It's if the if the win, the iconic moment, the amazing main event, if the if that was the making of Bianca Belair as a star, the rematch of victory would be the cementing of her as a star, in the same way that Bailey and Sasha Banks did that in 2015 with two back-to-back takeover matches. And then they just drop Bailey back in there. And I'm suddenly thinking to myself, well, actually, that makes for a quality first defense mm. for Bianca Belair. And I'm suddenly talking myself into, I think this was your pitch, holding off. Sasha Banks till SummerSlam. 
Yes. The idea that you do round two, not now to solidify the title reign, but later in front of an audience to solidify Belair as a made star by that point. Bailey will give her... Um, like, Backlash is sort of perfect because Bianca Belair can beat Bailey um, at Backlash and then Bailey can go into Money in the Bank to try and get back into the hunt while they find a new opponent. But the match will be of such a standard as well. That's the thing. Like, the, Bianca Belair, the pressure on Bianca Belair now is quite unique because she felt like a women's champion long before she ever held a belt. It's just the way she carried herself. It's just the way that she worked like a super athlete. The EST wasn't a lie. She really was you know, the fittest, the greatest, the fastest, like she was all of those things. And now like just another awesome wrestling match will just continue to solidify that. We'll just continue to like build this character. Um, Bailey, I, I just, it's so weird. I just don't feel like there's a drum to bang with Bailey. Bailey's so much the best that nobody, nobody has to fight for being the best anymore. Mm. She's proved that so much that she can basically be, disappeared from anything significant after losing to Sasha Banks and then have the Iron Woman spot in the Royal Rumble. She's so brilliant that she can be marginalised into a WrestleMania host role where one of the only talking points is, well, that Bella thing was a bit crap because Bailey's best. Mm. Um, she can have this singles match against Bianca Belair kind of out of nowhere for a month and then be pushed back into Money in the Bank and people will be like, oh, yeah, I can totally see why they went with Bailey. Like, she was perfect for Bianca Belair's first opponent. Like, there's so much that she can do and nothing she can't that nobody needs to worry about her on this roster anymore. It sounds like an incredibly backhanded compliment, but she is now effectively the Randy Orton of the women's division, i.e. in a month, she can suddenly be a title contender and a title winner because I think she's made now, like you say, over the last year or so, she's just someone who... She could I'm lose. Glad, I'm glad where that I'm glad where that went because I've like killed people for less of the start of that yes. statement. Yes. <laughs> glad where we ended there. But she could she could lose from now until December, and I'd still be sat there going, maybe she's gonna win the Royal Rumble because it's bloody yeah. Bailey. Um and like you say, whether it's whether it's a rematch with Sasha Banks, whether it's a one-on-one -on -one match with with Bailey, where it, whether it's a triple threat and she pins Bailey, but Sasha's like, Well, I did all the work or when they're in the triple threat, and I, I realise I'm doing this again, I'm doing the thing I keep saying I should stop doing, i.e. fantasy booking something that when it doesn't happen, I'll go, not as good as the way I booked it. <laughs> Could she KOD both of them at the same time? She's strong enough. Oh, that would be awesome. And again, like it's a bit of a Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns thing, but any storyline that even briefly places those two back together now is going to come with added heft, isn't it? Yeah. It's, I'm not suggesting that this has been like a full earnest heel turn by Sasha Banks. I certainly wouldn't expect them to team up in a makeshift fashion at all. Like I'm not advocating for that, but the, the double KOD is sort of perfect because there they are, the women that like, it could be argued, carried the company for a lot of last year are now being carried literally by the new women's champion, Bianca Belair. It's sort of a perfect visual for where we're at in the elevation of that character at the moment. Mm. As we often say, you have to try really hard to screw this up, but you know what? I've got faith in you, WWE. <laughs> uh, let's conclude, uh, to, to, to use a phrase we've, we've used often on this podcast, Previously, the commentary on SmackDown sucked, but now it doesn't suck no more because Pat McAfee's here. Um, they, of course, announced this an hour after we recorded last week's podcast. Uh, he's a loose cannon, and uh, <laughs> he's apparently going to be more of himself. Hey, why don't you let the talent do that? Um, but what do you make of Pat McAfee, and what do you make of this decision going forward to conclude here, Michael Hamlet? Uh 
Uh, great, because if we get more of Pat McAfee being Pat McAfee, there is no reason for us to be worried that what we're watching isn't as good as we know it could be, because Pat will just tell us it is. That <laughs> guy, for a man that has like been in war games and stolen a SummerSlam weekend, like his enthusiasm for the mere act of pro wrestling or whatever WWE presents and doesn't call itself pro wrestling mm-hmm. is infectious. It's like, it's as infectious as the mysterious thing people are catching and why they miss television for a month. Like <laughs> Pat McAfee's, like he did this on, and I, <laughs> I know you like to go back to this, me getting worked into a frenzy before TakeOver Chicago <laughs> when Pat McAfee in his shorts ran into the crowd. You guys ready for a TakeOver Chicago? You guys ready to have a good time? You guys want to get up? And I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, Pat, yes to all of it. I've not felt so goddamn enthusiastic by a Pat since Sharp was welcoming me to Funhouse. Like... <laughs> The man's like, <laughs> I know I'm not the one on these podcasts typically to endorse the wealthy or endorse the rich, but I understand why he's become a millionaire in seven industries. Yeah. <laughs> because if the industry was taking money out of Michael Hamflit's pocket, I wouldn't have a million to give, but like he'd have 50 quid today and tomorrow and the day after. And then like, if he emailed me and saying, listen, um, I've got uh, a pretty wealthy family on the hook. I just need your credit card details for now. And uh, I'll keep you, I'll keep you in shiny hot pants until uh, I can get you the money back. I'm like, you know what, Pat, I'm with this. Mm. Instead of this, um, <laughs> a McAfeensy scheme. Like, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm with the concept of this. Yeah, I, just, I thought he was- I've got uh, this wealthy, uh, I'm, sorry, I'm just going to crowbar this in. I've got, I've got this wealthy family, this uh, this uh, Nigerian prince has got all this money. All you have to do, <laughs> have to do uh, Michael Hamlet, is pay a small Pat McAfee and uh, you'll get all the money eventually. Okay. And you believe him because he'd be like, I've been speaking to this guy backstage called Commander Aziz. And uh, <laughs> no, he's uh, he's just, it, it won't last. So make hay while the sun shines. Yeah. Um, it, Pat McAfee will either be morphed into the WWE commentators that we all can't stand, or he will just think, I don't need this and walk. Like yeah. that's the, that's how this ends. So enjoy it while it's good, because last week it was very, very good. Yeah, exactly. I'm reminded of that time. I think it was Aiden English was on commentary. Shayna Baszler came out and he's like, there she is, the Queen of Hearts. And then the next segment, oh, we got Corey Graves on commentary. Where's the <laughs> gone? Yeah, there's going to come a point where he's going to say something that's going to pop all of us. There's going to be quite an obvious silence. And then the bollocking's coming, basically, for Pat McAfee. But yeah, for the time being, I think he, he unquestionably, I mean, what a what a contrast! Michael Cole and Pat McAfee, sweet Jesus, and his his yes giddiness at just seeing a six one nine in person, I thought was great. And and hopefully, you know, he's not behind that commentary desk for too long before he steps back in the ring. But yeah, without question, he is fast becoming my favourite Pat, and that's my mum's name. So there you go. <laughs> but let us know Pat, your thoughts. Pat, Pat McAfee is better than the mums you like. <laughs> Let us know your thoughts ahead of SmackDown tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch, they can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at Michael Hamflit. You can follow me at Adam Wilburn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. And make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling for daily wrestling podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, as I mentioned, tomorrow, all about the future of Daniel Bryan, who inevitably is going to bollocks that entire podcast up by <laughs> spectacular tonight, which people are stunned that we don't mention but yes subscribe to what culture wrestling for that tomorrow but for now this has been the smackdown preview my thanks to michael hamlet and his glorious new haircut my thanks to you for listening (laughs) and we will see you soon 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.